0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Storytime, where we talk about all things real estate. I'm your host, Sal Munir. If you are an agent, this episode is especially for you. Today, I have my friend, former boss, mentor, and fellow realtor, Mike Sokolowski, from the agency, joining me. He's also based in Greater Boston, and really the person I learned the ropes of the industry from when I first jumped into the industry, late 2020, early 2021. Now, before we delve into our topic for this week, which I'm super excited about, Mike, welcome to Storytime.
1: Thanks, Saad. Thanks for having me. It's a beautiful home you've laid out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here and chop it up and everything. And thanks for the, uh, for the kind words. It was, uh, those, are, <laughs> those are good years.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, for, for the folks like, tuning in, tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how and when you got into real estate, and ultimately what brings you to the podcast today
1: yeah sure um so uh by invitation obviously i'm here um (laughs) and uh i started about nine years ago over at keller williams uh in boston um you know uh, learned the ropes there proper training all that uh eventually went to to tory um have nice four and a half years there great people uh great times and then you know just like an amicable leaving Um, To join a different company and I just needed to go in a different direction for myself and everything's been great. But I've been there for God, like seven, eight months enjoying it. And um, yeah, that's been my journey basically from, uh, you know, mid to late 20s, like don't know what I'm doing. to now, like obviously a a more mature business and happy to talk about any of the journey or anything like that uh, today.
0: Love it. Now. When I first asked you, like you said, I mean, you know, you came here through invitation because I was like, look, you and I can riff on anything, right? Yeah. We've been through a lot together. I didn't have a topic in mind. I was just like, Mike, let's do an episode together, uh, you know, and like you, we've, we've been through multiple deals. We have we've discussed brokerage structure and partnerships, mm-hmm. strategy, hiring, etc. cetera. And then when you said, hey, let's talk about the day-to-day ups and downs of being yeah. an agent, My eyes lit up. Uh, No one ever really gets real about that topic. Uh, Yes, there are a ton of like, you know, funny memes and uh, like stuff like that online. But uh, Mike, why do you think it's important for us to, as agents with some experience, to talk about the agent roller coaster per se?
1: Yeah. um, uh, Mainly, I, I think like our job is like, I don't know, somebody described it as a table setter uh, for the entire sort of deal. And I, and I like that. Um, it's really like you need to be the person that's in control and calm and has, you know, is, um, uh, going to your client and going to other people and, and trying to make sure everything smooths out. So just doing that throughout the course of a day, um, and for years in, uh, real estate, it takes like, because it'll drive you nuts, and and if you don't like get a hold of that and and find ways to make sure that you're good to go and you take care of yourself first, then it's just like then you go with the roller coaster and that's absolutely exhausting. I
0: right. Think so. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, one of the things we'll talk about later too for the audience is mindset, and I think that's mm-hmm. a big thing that that Mike is alluding to. But before we jump into those specifics. Uh, let's set the stage for everybody with some numbers, right? Um, the National Association of Realtors, these are recent stats, right? Uh, said that 5% of contracts during Q4 uh, of 2022 fell through or got terminated uh, and another 15% were delayed. So that's one out of every five deals yeah. experiencing meaningful hiccups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Various sources, I mean, whether it's NDNAR or National Association of Realtors or uh, m- multiple other real estate related uh, uh, sources have talked about how hard it is to succeed in this business, right? The stat that I've s- seen in a couple of different places is this: something like 87% of real estate agents or realtors that don't make it past year three or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, do you think that's accurate, Mike?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I do. You know, you just like, <clears throat> especially at the larger brokerages where they're constantly bringing in people like I wouldn't go for the to the office for a few weeks, and then there'd be like entirely new faces right. uh, around me. And then obviously, the people that stick get to know each other. And they become like, you know, a known figure, right. but it's it's the sticking part. It's and I'm sure that we'll get into that. That uh, is, is the tough part. But yeah, I would say those, those Yeah, statistics make makes sense hey, to me.
0: And speaking of sticking to it, like, you know, whether it's NAR, Axios, other sources, uh, there's clearly an exodus in the industry right now. Mm -hmm. Um, There were about 60,000 less realtors in the industry between November 2022 uh, and uh, April uh, 2023 and obviously that number has likely grown over the last mm-hmm. you know 6 weeks since then. So um so the the number of realtors is just going down naturally based on a bunch of different dynamics which we'll talk about. Average annualized realtor commissions this is one of those stats. Average annualized realtor commissions have fallen 33% between January 2021 which which was like obviously middle of COVID low interest mm-hmm. rate environment everybody and their mom wanted to move out to the burbs and there was there was supply there was demand all of that and then and then uh, you know reaching April twenty twenty three uh, now again that's when the uh, the these commissions have dropped by a third during that time frame that's according to Reventure. Um The last debt I wanted to bring up, and this is just an indication of this aforementioned supply, MBS Highway, which is pretty reputable, especially amongst lenders, they have some great statistics out there. They talked about what supply looks like, has looked like over the last, you know, 25, 30 years. Right now, there are, just for the audience, 1 million units of inventory across the country. Um, In 2020, we had almost twice that at around 1.8 million. Uh, 2012- So just over 10 years ago, we were at 3x that, at 3 million units. And back in 2007, right around the financial crisis, 4 million units. So 4x, what we have right now. Less supply means less work on the sell side, so less listings. And that means much more competition on the buy side. So it's a stress on both sides of the spectrum. The reason I think it's important to set the stage with, uh, w- with, that, with that information, is that on social media and whatnot, Mike, you and I both know this so well, um, it might seem like everything is so great all the time, yeah. right? Realtors are having fun, they're going to see homes, they're, they're getting offers accepted, they're talking to clients, networking, blah, blah, blah. I've had people say to me, "Sa, you're killing it. Or, or Sa, you're living the life. And in those moments, I have to bite my tongue because people have no idea how hard it is uh, to do this job and more importantly, to do it well. Right, Mike, anything I'm missing there?
1: Yes. No, you you said it well. I would add like the uh, amount of things that you have to do that don't you like the long term strategy on everything has to be your mindset, because whether you're talking about the inventory currently right now, you need to know that like this is a specific maybe few month period. But as an agent, you're job or your kind of uh uh survival relies on you looking at a long-term view of the whole thing uh and then uh, additional to that like the uh amount of things that we have to do to that aren't directly related to a sale but will yield that in the future because uh i, I like matt Lionetti said it's your job to be known basically And so if you're out and about, like you're kind of doing that as part of the job, but it's not paying direct dividends at the moment. You're just expecting that it will. So a long-term view on the whole thing needs to be like, yeah, I I think is of of utmost importance.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive into all the details. Hey everyone, Saad here from Storytime. I hope you're enjoying all the talk about real estate. I absolutely love it and have been having a ton of fun putting these together for you. If you're liking what you're hearing, or even if you've learned something new, one thing that would be super helpful is if you would leave a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It would mean a ton to us. It helps us reach more people and build a community of real estate enthusiasts. Thanks again for tuning in to Time.
1: Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.
0: Welcome back to Storytime. I'm here with Mike Sokolowski, and we're here talking about the Asian roller coaster. Now, we're going to be talking about the tough side of the business here, right? But let's be clear. You do this job right, and Mike and I both know this, and you're consistent in the key activities and are looking long-term, as Mike already mentioned, uh, and we're going to talk about that plenty throughout the rest of this episode. Yes, you are rewarded financially, and you help a ton of people do what I feel is the key to building wealth, and that's home ownership. But we're here to talk about the tough side of the business, and more importantly, what agents can do to combat it. Your day-to-day can be a freaking roller coaster, as we've already alluded to. So let's get into it. Now, moments when that roller coaster look, falls and causes those pits in your stomach. Mike, let's you and I rattle off uh, a few of those. I'll get started with that. First is challenging clients, right? Yeah. I mean, you're we're in the people business. <laughs> we're dealing with clients every day, all different types of clients. Some are first-time home buyers, sometimes they're repeat buyers both have their different sets of challenges. Some clients don't listen. Some clients will leave you. Yeah. Some clients, uh, you know, like you think you're working with them, then all of a sudden, kind of like the, the rug will get pulled from underneath you. Uh, folks not returning your calls, uh, especially when, you know, when there's are like deadlines and things like that, um, or they won't be responsive to your emails. You may be dealing with disrespectful clients, mm-hmm. right? And you've got to kind of keep a certain way about you. Um, the list goes on. I mean, there's also, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you. Again, we're dealing with we're in the people business, so we also have other partners and vendors that we're working with. Yeah. Um, I've had challenges with that. I mean, just to give give everybody a story, I used to work with a a, a, a partner. He was a it was a, a, a lender that uh, you know did some business with us. Um, uh, frankly, he was just being lazy and didn't do the proper due diligence on pre approvals. Uh, and not only did that create a huge time waste for me and for my client? The client experience was inherently at risk, mm-hmm. right? And and that created a type of situation where um, I personally just didn't want to work with that that lender anymore. I mean, it didn't happen just once. I gave him another shot. It happened again. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you have a similar kind of story or whether it's with clients or or vendors or partners, I should say, uh,
1: that you've dealt with. Yeah. 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 The, I'm on the client side. Um, a big one that I, where I'm at now in my mind is like, you know, it doesn't, it's at the beginning. Cause you're scrambling for you're like, you, there's a desperation that's like reeking off of you like a little bit. Right. And, uh, and you're trying to help your friends and no matter when you get into the business, just like getting that, Reputation and word of mouth that you can do a good job it, it's huge. But if, so, if a friend like doesn't go with you right and uses somebody else or somebody close to you or, or what have you, it, knowing at this point that they have like they have their reasons, you either did not communicate correctly, like what you're actually capable of doing, or it was a situation where that wasn't like it was in their best interests, maybe not to use you um, for that particular deal or whatever. Um, it's those like things over time that you become like way chiller about. And so I just like, uh, you know, lost that one. I'll get another one. And that eventually that karma thing starts to happen. But at the beginning, man, it's like <laughs> you take everything personally and, um, and yeah, it's like, a, it's, it becomes a, a lot. Um, I mean,
0: at the, at the end of the day, we're human.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, exactly. We, 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 yeah, are, we, we are human.
0: Yeah. There are emotions involved. I mean, I've had those situations too. I mean, uh, you know, you think your friends are all going to work with you. That's not true. No. <laughs> that is not true. And it's very yeah. important to understand there are some things along the way you can control. There are a lot of things though that you cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you do the best you can uh, with those things you can control. And then maybe try to find like, you know, I think communication is really important. I've gone up. I've asked friends before. Right, like I've asked them, like, "Hey, yeah. what happened? Like, why well, you know why didn't you work with me or what have you?" And that can help to kind of improve your process. Um, totally, uh, and and that, that I think is a really important part of not only being an agent but being a business owner, right? You, I th- you, you, you,
1: go ahead. I think you're you're hitting it on the like a skill to acquire is definitely like the um, asking for feedback and not taking critique personally at all because they might say something that like does hurt or whatever but like that's your business it's not you got to separate yourself from the actual like right you being able to do to business in that aspect
0: right 100 um, percent. um continuing on you, dealing with other agents yeah um
1: that, that's the <laughs> that's the biggest <laughs> variable that there is because you mentioned that you mentioned the stats on the the number of agents like think of how many like it's it's Well, let's be honest here. It's a low barrier to entry to actually get your real estate license. It's a 40 hour class. You know, you can go and do that. Being any good at it and then being here at the top is a completely different game. So anybody can be getting a single listing because their brother, sister, whatever are doing that. And then you have to deal with the inadequacies of maybe somebody that really doesn't do this like as a job.
0: Right, right. I mean, there's, there's so many people who are part time. In this mm-hmm. business, right? It's not their career, but they're doing it to make a buck and what have you. Um, and and that's okay, right? But that's uh, but but again, so that goes to my next point about dealing with other agents. Some are great at what they do, right? But others are just not, or others mm-hmm. are not as committed to the deal or to the business. Um, some are responsive, others are not. Some are very kind and personable, others are not. Yeah. And and you have to be able to deal with all different types of personalities and not take anything personal Um, because because the moment you do that, it's going to. And we'll talk about this a little bit later around mindset. um, The moment you do that, like the wheels start to kind of at least temporarily come off. Um, Yeah. uh,
1: Even explaining that to your clients sometimes too helps like, listen, this just because then they you got to think of what information they have. And if you're the only one communicating with the clients, and you don't tell them that the other side is the one like delaying things or, you know, whatever causing some issues, you got to communicate that back to the clients so they can kind of see the full picture of what's right. going on, or else they're going to assume that it's it's you that's doing it.
0: Hundred percent, yeah. So communication again, so critical. Um, mm-hmm. Deals following through. You have financing. Some building issue or title issue. Again, another example of things you have complete zero control over. Mm-hmm. Uh, de- delays, uh, especially with new construction. Uh, I mean, again, you as an agent, you can't go and build the property. You can't right. speed things along. You can't get National Grid or Eversource out there to, uh, to, to get those electric meters in or, do, or the city to come out and do final inspections. These are things you have zero control over, but they'll happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a really important factor, I think, for folks to understand.
1: The, um, there's like a, te- there's a tendency sometimes to like, if it's kind of close to getting there and you, you don't want to be the bet, you're like, Oh, like some people will be like, Oh, it's just a few weeks. Oh, we expect that any day now or things like that. And then that creates more and more tension when that's not delivered. So really the best thing is right. like, let's be patient. We won't know these facts until. Like I'm going to try to give you some idea, but I'm also going to give you the, the amount of understanding of that thing right. um,
0: that yeah, I have. Ver- very, much, very much about setting expectations and again proper communication. I think totally. people try to give yeah. those short-term answers that they think is what you the other side wants to hear, um, but really uh, mm-hmm. that can sometimes create more problems uh, when those uh, expectations or not expectations when those like timelines are not met. Uh, which is yeah. more than often, more than often, they will not be met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this, like, let's
1: just make a joke. It's like, yeah, it's going to be late. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. just how it's going to be. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, not enough listings. I mean, we talked about this earlier as well, mm-hmm. just with the, with, the, with the way inventory is supply is low right now. That is all over the country you know, I think like, you know, I literally had a conversation with, um, Mike, I, I think, you know, you know, Charles, uh, mm-hmm. who he, he, Charles King, he works down oh, South. yeah, uh, I, I had, uh, I had coffee with him yesterday and he was telling me, I mean, he's an established, uh, he has an established team. Like, you know, he's, he's been in the business for 11 years or something. His team's struggling with listings too. And he's like centralized in a particular area. So, mm-hmm. so, and it's not, so it's not just like one agent or two agents or like, you know, a, a certain tier of agents—it's everybody. Everybody is dealing with it, and it's yeah. like important to kind of again understand that there's some things you can't control, but you can't control there the things you can control, which we'll talk about in a second, um, are are going to be what are going to set you apart um, and allow you to kind of have some longevity in the business. Um, right. discouraged buyers. Uh, I mean, look, the yes, listings are tough. That naturally means more competition uh for you know when buyers are looking at probably i've seen i mean i don't know what situations you've probably seen mike over the last couple of months but i mean Mm. 22 offers 24 offers 37 offers like like insane numbers right especially given the current interest rate environment Yeah. but buyers are facing these insane situations we're all human you if you lose repeatedly it can be really tough on the psyche and maybe Mm -hmm. entice you to hit pause right Part of the role that agents play, and like I, mean, I think a lot of agents joke about this, is like we have to be a therapist sometimes. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure Mike, you've dealt with that as well.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, some honesty's the best policy in that situation. Just making sure people are aware of where they're at, and you know, if they're if they have an inability to be as competitive as some some of these other ones and you have to like, make sure they kind of know that. Um, and then as you get closer to when you start putting in the offers and you start being like, for me, I, it's always, it, it feels like a, like a zoning in like in a, like a like predatory almost of just like getting eventually to the spot where you're aware of like everything that's happening in that location. Something goes on 15 minutes on MLS, right. like you're on the phone, like, if you, want, if you want to have a shot, we got to go today sort of deal. And if they don't, then they don't, right? If they can't make it or whatever the circumstances are, but at least you give them that opportunity to say no.
0: Right, right, 100%. Um, so uh, so next, I mean, you know, obviously we've talked about the challenges, right? The pitfalls, like the things that kind of make you cringe sometimes uh, being in the business, whether you're new or not. Um, but let's spend some time, like, talking about how, an agent can tackle all that is involved when it comes to being like a real estate professional. Sure. Um, I'm going to break it up. Let's break it up into two sections. One, things you can control and two, things you can't. Um, the first, let's talk about things you can control first. First, activity, right? Yep. I mean, you can be on social media. You can do sponsorships with things you're passionate about. You can do client events or prospecting events. You can go to networking events. You can do door knocking. There's a lot of different things out there. There's no cookie cutter solution because you know certain things kind of fit your personality mm-hmm. or what interests you more than what it what what more than what might be the case for somebody else. Like you and I might have different interests, mm-hmm. right? Um, but whatever works for you, you've got to do those activities, right? And you yep. got to stick to them. Um, another key piece is your process, uh, having a tight follow-up process, your closing process, your, uh, the partners that you use, and making sure that things are pretty as tight as possible. You can't have a you know, 100% tight process every single time, uh, but as tight as possible, as much as you can control, that's a, nice, that's a good thing to have, not just for you, but for your client. Um, asking for reviews. I mean, these are things you can control. Um, anything in particular when it comes to other activity or process that you feel is really important for agents to keep in mind? Um, Let's
1: see for process. I think you're right. And we, we hit on it a little earlier with the vendors, but like, remember, the benefit to the agent is that there's a familiarity with the people that you're working with. So, you know, like, as long as there's proper communication and that's the only thing that you really can't fail on is just like, this person to let something go right then, then that's that's the issue but the benefit for you is that it's familiar benefit um but as a result of that you have to trust these people because they are an extension of of yourself at that point you're making the recommendation right. you're vouching for them so that's that's huge and that's why like once you find the few that like you you know like it's it you know it's probably a lot harder for newer folks to like break in with seasoned agents right. because they eventually find those people.
0: Yeah. And also, I think it gives you much more credibility, right? Like yeah. You have a team. You have a team that is, has that is done a lot, uh, that you've done a lot of business with, that you trust, maybe that you've used personally. I know that's the case for me. Like some of my partners, like I've used personally in my own mm-hmm. deals and that, be, that goes a long way um yeah the, the, another thing that we've touched on before uh you know a couple times you know leading up to this point in the episode is mindset
1: mm-hmm. um
0: i think mindset's everything <laughs> like you the moment the moment as uh, you know as was mentioned earlier like the moment you kind of let something get too deep into you and you let it impact like what you're going to do that day or what you're going to do when you get home and like, you know, how you're interacting with your family or whether or not you go to the gym, like these things can be crushing. So I think having the right mindset in uh, in play is paramount. Would you agree? Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. And that's, that's a like something that can be worked on and developed too over time, because I'm just thinking back Earlier, I, I remember distinctly a deal yeah. where a, uh, a, a bank hadn't um, transferred money from like a, a, this was an international buyer from like a German bank or they haven't translated it, something like that. So he like calls me when I'm checking in consistently, like, yeah, everything's good. And then <laughs> the day before there's like a deadline, it's just, oh, we need two weeks. It's just like, oh man, that is soul crushing. And uh, I was going to Portland, Maine uh, at the time, and it just ruined the trip uh, for me because I couldn't get it out of my, I couldn't not be frazzled by it. And so eventually you can overcome all those things and and have a very, a much broader uh, perspective, I think.
0: For sure. Yeah. And that comes from sometimes, unfortunately, it comes from just doing a lot of activity and- dealing with some of those situations sometimes repeatedly <laughs> yeah um, oh, I, dude i had to sort of go to yoga
1: I, yeah. I, dude i had to go to yoga i had to met i had to learn meditation like 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 it made yeah. it made yeah. me go out and figure it out because it's like i can't live right. like this anymore
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean that so i mean, jumping ahead a little bit here but like you know health is a key thing you can control, too, yeah. right? I mean, like, like working out, getting sleep, finding a good release. Like, you know, you, you and I play basketball some Mondays together, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, we just kind of forget about everything that's happening. Um, and you're taking care of yourself at the same time. It's very important to have those things in your life. Take care of yourself because you're, you uh, you know, my wife and I have been talking about this a lot the last couple of days. Uh, you know, cause I, cause you know, I talk about investing in real estate and blah, blah, blah. And she, like she makes the joke that uh, you know uh, that health is wealth <laughs> and it's true yeah like it's a very corny but it's true you have to take care of yourself because that's what's going to allow you to kind of maintain a good good uh good mindset and get you through the day even when things are tough
1: yeah when you're when you're tired and you're just like kind of like oh man just lay down for a second and then like the yeah. phone. that's a totally different energy <laughs> than you're like yep i'm on the move we're going yep right uh, yeah you know pick up the call and like that totally different so the way you're communicating over the phone becomes totally different too and that can scare a client or like make them like understand that could be the difference so sure
0: yeah 100 percent um couple more things. So like being pleasantly persistent. I know, Mike, I've shared that thought with you before. I've been in sales my whole career. And I think being pleasantly persistent, no matter what, even if people aren't getting back to you, is really, really important. You don't want to be pushy. But regardless, I mean, there's probably other people that'll be listening to this episode that aren't in real estate. They may not be agents, but they might be in another sales role. Pleasant persistence is key. Like That's got to be a part of your follow-up process.
1: I, I find you both pleasant and persistent side. So success. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. You go. So yeah, appreciate it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um uh planning. So uh financial literacy, again, another thing that Mike, you and I have talked about a lot. Uh, you know, having a good accountant, like planning ahead to pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we as 1099 employees, like we have we're not even employees, 1099 contractors. Uh we have got to pay estimated taxes. Maybe you should plan for that. Don't spend sure. all your money. Don't spend all your money as soon as you get a commission, uh, commission check. Right. <laughs> These are extremely important things. Uh, you've got to do that type of planning because again, it'll reduce the stress on you. It'll, uh, it'll make you a better business owner, right? Um, mm-hmm. And just overall, it'll change your change your mindset. Um, so, anything you want to add on that piece?
1: And now you're, you're, you're right. It's just like. Well, yeah, there are things that you don't uh, think about at the beginning, but yeah, they, they absolutely need to be uh, planned for it. That relieves a lot of stuff from your mind. For sure. Well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, a couple of things. Uh, so passion and drive, um, you know, I'm just going to be honest out of all these things that we're talking about, that's probably, and then you, you could, you might disagree with me here, but you either have it or you don't. Like you, if you, if you're, you need to have that internal drive to kind of get you through the day, the day to day when it comes to this business, if you do not have that, this business is probably not for you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough (laughs) otherwise. And there's a lot of other businesses that are like that too. You you know, any entrepreneur, you got to have that passion. You got to have that drive, but specifically when it comes to being a real estate agent and what we deal with, I think that has to be there. Um, Otherwise, you're gonna be unfortunately you're gonna be part of the 87.
1: It's it's unique from other sales roles. It's like because in other ones, it's just like oh you don't you don't want to buy this software, oh you don't want to buy these and uh, this encyclopedia. I don't know. I was trying to think of a weird reference, but uh, I was like <laughs> uh, I can't, uh, But then it's like no. When you get rejected, it's like I don't want to work with you. I don't want yeah. to work with you personally. <laughs> like, right. There's a difference between, between that. I think. Very true. Yeah,
0: that's true. Right. hundred um, percent. Last piece is consistency. Um, I think super important. Everything we talked about, like, you know, you could do that siloed. You could do it for mm-hmm. a day. You could do it for a week. You literally have to do it all the time. You have to be thinking about it all the time. Bake it into your day to day. You got to do it week after week, month after year, month. And if you want to stay in the business year after year, because a lot of the good things come like over time, they do yeah. not happen overnight. Consistency is paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, the Things you cannot control. Uh, I mean, these should be self-explanatory, but we're going to talk about them. I and mean, this is this takes over. This is probably 90 percent of the, the things that will impact your business is stuff you can't control. Right. The market. Right. What's happening with the market? How much inventory is out there? Blah, blah, blah. Interest rates and all the impact that that has. Geopolitical issues, whether it's local, domestically, or in, or internationally. know I, I remember, um, I remember, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when I don't even know when the Russia-Ukraine crisis was at its height. A lot of people were concerned about how that would impact uh, the real estate market.
1: Yeah, last year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So, like, and I was like, "What can we do about that?" <laughs> Literally, you can do nothing. All you can do is control what you can control. And that's those items that we mentioned earlier. So again, the economy as a whole, unemployment, and most of all, you can't control other people. Mm -hmm. You can't control other people. Sometimes people will screw you. Sometimes people will not understand. Sometimes people get scared. These are all kind of things that will happen. Um, But I don't know if there's anything else I missed there that you wanted to add, Mike.
1: No, um, Yeah, just if if you're observant enough, you can see like and just patterns over time of like what the person's issue might be like, are they are they delaying because, yeah, they're scared or there's something that they're not disclosing that whatever. So you just want to make it as like trustworthy and safe of a space for them to talk real because then that gets rid of a lot of wasted time. At that point, if you know the reason, right. then, but then, you know, that's ideal, idealist, right? Like a lot of people can't behave that way, but, um, but that's kind of what you're striving for. It gets rid of all right. that.
0: I mean, but you know, I think trying to get that reason, even if you don't get that reason, but the more reasons you get, yeah. the more you can kind of improve your process, the more you can grow. Uh, and, but if you never ask, you're not going to grow. It, right. You're going to stay where you are. So um, so a couple of stories, uh, you know, I, I, like I'll, I'll kind of knock one out first real quickly. Uh, you know, I had a two week period uh, earlier this year. Uh, I believe it was in February where I had three offers accepted in a week. Uh, and in the following week, all three fell through uh, one because the buyer got cold feet. Another, because the buyers were dealing with the, you know, a, a major family financial emergency. Uh, and the third, frankly, I don't have time to explain the whole story, but, uh, basically it resulted in me firing the client. It was that bad. Uh, all this to say, I couldn't let any of that get me down. I couldn't let it affect my activity nor my mindset. Mm. I couldn't let it affect my family. Right. I didn't want to bring it home with me. That's for damn sure. Uh, I needed to internalize it, deal with it, give it the appropriate amount of time. Uh, Again, we're all human and then channel those feelings in the right way. Uh, Not exactly like, you know, I'm not saying you need to have short-term memory because that's not realistic because you don't really forget. But like I said, you need to learn how to channel it in those proper ways. Nothing I could have done about those three deals falling through,
1: Mm -hmm. but,
0: uh, but what I could control is how I reacted to it. Yeah, Uh, Mike, I don't know if you have a story you wanted to add too.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, Yeah, it touches on a few things that we've been talking about. But um, I had a friend who's an attorney and he he called me and asked for, because he was getting his broker's license. And for those that don't know, if you're an attorney, you can then apply for your broker's license and and get that um, in the state of Massachusetts, at least. So he does that in the initial like, selfish reaction is just like no nah, i'm not gonna like i'm giving away free time you're gonna go off you know do that on your own that was the initial selfish reaction but then once again thought about it, and it was just like of course i'm gonna help a friend stuff comes back around as we were talking about um so i gave him a few pointers and a week later he called me he's like screw this like do you want to represent us i was like yeah Sure. So that worked and, uh, out great. Awesome. And so we went out. Yeah, we just put something under agreement a couple of weeks ago. Uh Amazing. and it t- and it took the like I was saying before, like being on top of things, like you gotta train them that like that day in some of these suburban particularly the, the like really nice suburban neighborhoods, um the stuff is going so quickly that you might only have a day or two um to get it because you know, there's a lot of people vying for it, so you train them to be on top, like on it with you, and you defer to them if they can't see it that day or do something. Then that's it. You always give them the option to do so.
0: That that story is a prime example of the roller coaster. Yeah, you're like at the you like at the end, but then you come back right back up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in conclusion, uh, if you're an agent. You already know that there are ups and downs to the industry uh, and to your business. There's no escaping it. Uh, we are in the people business. We work with people every day and there's no cookie cutter deal. Uh, that's what makes the business so exciting, but at, at the same time makes it so stressful, <laughs> yeah. right? That is what, uh, I mean, but that's, there's a reason that we all, we all have our reasons for being in the business. Um, there's tons of variability. There are always going to be challenges. But you've got to control what you can control. And that's things like what we discussed, your activity, your process, keep your mental and physical health up. Um, but above all, it's your consistency. Uh, that's the key difference, I believe, between the 87% that fail out of the business uh, in the first three years and the 13% that don't. Uh, Mike, thanks for jumping on with me today. This was it super sad. fun. Oh, Anything yeah. you want to add?
1: Uh, um... Just uh I don't know, great uh, great setup, great production crew. and uh, it, was, it was fun being here. Thanks for having me
0: Yeah, for sure, man, this was a lot of fun. I'm sure this won't be the last time you''re here on Storytime too.. <laughs> right on. Uh, to everyone else, thanks for joining us on Storytime. I'm Sad Munir. Until next time.